family and welcome to caregiving is a ministry where we look at the word of god through the lens of caregiving don't forget to follow me on facebook at caregiving is a ministry all one word today we're on psalm 83 and i'll be reading from the new international version oh god do not remain silent do not turn a deaf ear do not stand aloof oh god see how your enemies growl how your foes rear their heads With cunning they conspire against your people. They plot against those you cherish. Come, they say, let us destroy them as a nation so that Israel's name is remembered no more. With one mind they plot together. They form an alliance against you. The tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites of Moab and the Hagrites, Byblos, Ammon, Amalek, Philistia, and the people of Tyre. Even Syria has joined them, Assyria has joined them to reinforce Lot's descendants. Do to them as you did in, to Midian, as you did to Sisera and Jabin at the river of Kishon, who perished in Endor and became like, became like dung on the ground. Make their nobles like Oreb and Zeb, all their prince like Zebab and Zalmunna, who said, Let us take possession of the pasture lands of God. Make them like tumbleweed, my God, like chaff before the wind, as fire consumes the forest or a flame sets the mountain ablaze. So pursue them with your tempest and terrify them with your storm. Cover their faces with shame, Lord, so that they will seek your name. May they ever be ashamed and dismayed. May they perish in disgrace. Let them know that you, whose name is the Lord, that you alone are the most high over all the earth. Isn't this a fiery psalm written by our dear friend, Asaf? (laughs) What category do you think this one falls in or under? Okay, yes, it is a lamenting psalm. But did you hear how Asaph was so expressive about what he wants God to do to the enemies of Israel? He actually lists them and asks God to do what? To make them tumbleweed so that they will be consumed, to terrify them and to pursue them until they are wiped out, essentially. And what I want you to do is remember that when we read the Psalms or read a Psalms that expresses expresses what they want God to be done to their enemies, that it is a lamenting psalm, but it is a lamenting psalm with an imprecation. Remember that word imprecation? It means to curse, to to want bad things to happen for people. And is this not what Asaph is going to God for? He basically wants God to strike down their enemies, to get rid of them. And, you know, we've talked about whether it's really good to go before God and ask him to do harm to others. If Jesus tells us to love our enemies, how do we then turn around and ask him to harm them? It's hypocritical to do that. It sends a mixed message to non-believers and people who are new in the faith. Right? They won't necessarily know what to make of that. What we are to do, or I guess I should ask you the question, what are we to do in face of an enemy or enemies? 
Jesus instructs us in Matthew 5.44 to pray for our enemies. See, God has already assured us that he will take vengeance on our enemies, that he is our protector, remember, and that all things will work out for our good. Therefore, we do not need to go to him and tell him how to extract that vengeance. I know I always want to give God, I'm using air quotes here, help. And I know that Jesus also instructs us to ask for what we want. But just think about God hearing you um, ask him to do harm to one of his other children. Someone who has also been made in his image. For those of you who have children, you know, more than one child, if one of the children, one of your um, children came to you and asked you to spank the, their sibling because of what they did to them, would you? Granted, punishment may be warranted, but aren't you as the parent the one who determines when and how and what should happen as a result of that? Not the child, not the other child. What I've learned is to go to God with my anger, with my hurt, with my fear. When someone has hurt me, I tell God how I feel. I ask him to take away whatever that emotion is that I'm feeling, whether it's anger, hurt, fear. Then I do tell him what I would, what I think I would really want him to do to the other person, right? And then I ask for forgiveness because <laughs> I know it's not right. And then after I go through all of that, I ask him to help me to get rid of the emotion that I'm carrying. And then I ask for his will to be done for the other person because I recognize them as being made as his image, in his image, whether they're acting like it or not, whether they have confessed Jesus Christ or not. Of course, I have no idea what God's will is for them, but I know he's got me. So I don't have to worry about the other person or me. I focus on God. Asaph in his closing verse assumes that people will only know God through his wrath and his vengeance. Let me read it again. It says, May they ever be ashamed and dismayed. May they perish in disgrace. Let them know that you, whose name is the Lord, that you alone are the most high over all the earth. But see, we know, we know what God wants to be known for. His son taught us that we are to be known, his children, that we are to be known by our good works, by our love for each other, each other as believers and whoever our community is. That we are to love the orphan, the widow, and the stranger. They see God in us when we do that. So that's how God is truly known. Through the good works, through our love for each other. Not through him extracting vengeance and wrath. He is a God of love. Now he is a just God and we've discussed justice, right? His justice. And so he has all of that under control. In your season of caregiving you'll encounter all sorts of people. I know I did. I had one person even have the nerve to tell me that she thought I used my mother as an excuse not to be as active in an organization as I guess she thought I should be. 
and what I wanted to do was knock her block off as soon as I heard her say that. However, (laughs) I did as I told you I did. I went, I prayed on it, and I told God how angry I was and how she made me feel and how I could wring her neck and all those other things, and then I asked for forgiveness, and I prayed for her, and I asked him to help me not to treat her differently, but to show her kindness. You may have a sibling or a spouse or children who are not as supportive as you would like, who say things that are on their minds that are truthful, but they don't do it in the spirit of love. And it can make you angry. It can hurt your feelings. Angry, being angry is okay. It's what you do with that anger that concerns God. (laughs) Do you shout back at them? Do you give them a piece of your mind as they've given you a piece of theirs? Or do you think like Asaph did and you pray to God to do bad things <laughs> to them? Today, I ask you to consider what I've learned. To learn how to go to God and be honest, but then to ask him to help you forgive them for what they've done to you to help you get over your anger and then to pray that his will be done on them and that his will is a good will that they come to recognize him as Lord as they come to recognize the hurt that they may be causing to do what Jesus actually taught us to do to pray for them and then pray for yourself let's go to the throne God, we thank you for this psalm that gives us a very good example of how sometimes we can take advantage, I guess, of our privilege of being able to come before you and to let you know what is on our hearts. Forgive us for being so arrogant and selfish that we would actually come to you and ask you to harm someone who you made in your image that we would think that is okay. But instead, Father, help us to come to you. And while we're being honest with how hurt we may be or how angry we may be, help us to also seek your will be done in the other person's life, just as we want your will to be done in our lives. That you use that opportunity to help us reflect more of who we are in your son, Jesus Christ. That we take on the era of forgiveness, that we fully exercise the fruit of the Spirit that is within us to walk walk in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, humility, self-control, and to leave all of the messiness or the details, Father, to leave that to you but to take comfort and peace knowing that you will make everything okay. There are many who are listening to this podcast today who may be harboring anger or fear, who have been hurt. I ask, Father, that when they come to you and they give this to you, that you take it and you replace it with peace and love and a calm spirit. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. This we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, my podcast family, go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus.
バイバイ。